It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a winter hit day of football in Scotland. New Motherwell boss Graham Alexander takes charge for the first time at St Mirren. Killy against Ackies survives, but Dundee United St Johnson is off and Livy Ross County has been moved to tomorrow. Rangers prepare to head to Pataudry and after returning from Dubai, it's Monday night football for Celtic. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna. And these weekends just get longer and longer in Scottish football, Gordon. That started at Hamden last night It won't finish until Monday night at Celtic Park In between we've got Premiership and Scottish Cup action At 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7.45 There's more at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock tomorrow And by Monday night the gap between the old firm at the top of the table Could be anything from minus 16 to minus 22 which is exactly how Gordon Dales described it in Paisley this afternoon. It's not quite the action-packed <laughs> schedule that we had in mind, Mark Wilson. Um, you're going to need to talk it up, though. That's what you're here for. Two games. Survive oh, I in, cannot in, wait. In the Premier Cup this afternoon. <laughs> These two games are belters. No, in all honesty, Gordon, I think the game St Mirren versus Motherwell is a cracker because so much interest. You've got the Eamon Brophy factor who the deal got done late last night and the Graham Alexander factor. Can Motherwell turn their fortunes round? It's a Massive game for them And Kelly and Hamilton as well In the top league But it's a weird weekend Stretched all across the weekend Like Roger said Disappointing to see So many games called off In the Scottish Cup as well But still some survive So we'll keep an eye on those Yeah I'm looking forward to them Gordon As uh, Mark said there For me St Mirren Motherwell was the, the game of the weekend Due to uh, Graham Alexander Coming in for Stephen Robinson You know St Mirren on a good run Also Kamarnock Starting to get a little bit of revival Under Alec Dyer Four points in his last two games So you know Hamilton uh, beating you a lot last week So mm. I, was, I, was <laughs> I noticed <laughs> So I'm really looking forward to it Gone. So that's Alex Ray Mark Wilson And Roger Hanna In the studio How does it feel To be Hugh Keevan's replacement He's sub Yeah It can be quite daunting Someone said to me last night It's a bit like taking the microphone From Sinatra Then I pointed out Sinatra had never had to work With the Chuckle Brothers <laughs> Very true uh, I must say Don't worry He's he's fine He'll be listening It's, it's lockdown 2.0 isn't it We need to wrap him in cotton wool He has to look after himself and those around them I don't know We'll try and get Maybe a wee guest appearance Later on in the show What do we think? Yeah I'll look forward to it But more importantly I'll look forward to these uh, Biscuits that got uh, that, that, that your man's Rogers brought in He's brought in two big boxes Of uh, cookies Well I have to say I've been on this show For the best part of 12 years I've never seen Shug Produce a biscuit Never mind two packets Well he'll be listening He'll be he'll be chomping at the bit To get on and have his say And he can't at the moment But we'll, we'll, we'll get to him maybe uh, Later on If technology Allows, Like I say, only two games survive in the Premiership today. St Mirren against Motherwell is the obvious place to start. Alison Conroy and Gordon Diel. Good afternoon from a bitterly cold Paisley, as you would imagine. Yes, Dad. that's <laughs> the news we were all hoping yes. for. Get in. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. very good. You should honestly, I'm going to take another picture of him. You should see the state of him. He's wearing two hats. He's got a fleecy blanket around him now. He's had his cheese board. He's put that away. It's just, I've, I've lost for words actually. I feel like I've come out with Grandpa Joel this afternoon. Um, so, the teams, obviously, Graham Alexander's first game in charge of Motherwell this afternoon. No wins for the well since October the 31st. So, he's obviously desperate for that win. The big news is that Trevor Carson, another long term injury for him, it is another knee injury. The same knee, different injury. So, he's expected to be out for 
a lengthy period again. So Liam Kelly comes in to go for the, this afternoon's game after his loan move earlier in the week. Even Brophy completed his loan move to St Mirren last night. He starts on the bench, obviously coming from Kilmarnock after signing that pre-contract earlier in the week as well. So it is two changes for St Mirren from that draw with Kilmarnock last weekend. Two changes for Motherwell from that draw, um, defeat at Hamilton Ackies last weekend. So for St Mirren it will be Anik in goal. A back four of Tate, Shocknessy, McCarthy and Fraser sitting in front of them. Erehon and Dol Francis. Then it will be the three of Conley, McGrath and McAllister up top for St Mirren this afternoon will be Lee Irwin on the bench, Linus, Finlayson Flynn, Sharon, Foley McPherson, Dermis, Jameson and Brophy, for Motherwell, Liam Kelly in goal, a back four of O'Donnell, Mugabe Gallagher and Carroll, midfield threes, Campbell, O'Hara and Polworth up top, Hasty, Cole and Watt on the bench for Motherwell, it's Morrison, Devine, Cornelius, Crawford Seedorf, White, Grimshaw, McGinley and Maguire Gordon Dale, let's start with Motherwell. Yeah. A massive game for a number of reasons. Afternoon. Graham Alexander, of course, taking charge for the first time and they're desperately needing a Well, they're certainly be hoping for the new manager magic uh, that usually happens when a new manager walks into a club, gets a response right away. Um, this is a difficult place to go, Alison, I've got to say. I think St Mirren are buying well. I think Brophy's a good, good signing. A good option to bring on off the bench this afternoon for him. Jim's got the team well organised. They've got some real decent players in this side. Uh, so the recruitment here has been terrific. Uh, as for Motherwell, you know, a change of manager. They look like to give Lasley four games in charge. But after the disaster of last week against Hamilton Ackies, they decided to move swiftly for a new manager. They brought in Alexander, a man who's no experience in manager in Scotland, but he's well thought of down south. Uh, he's a young manager, and it'll be interesting to see him stamping his authority on this team. The one thing Muller have got, they've got good players, Alison. They've just lost a bit of confidence. They're not scoring goals, and when they seem to go a goal behind, the confidence seems to leave them. They need to pick that up today, because I looked at their fixture list. They're in real trouble just now, mm. you know, sitting down there in the bottom of the league. And they've got the fact of six games, four away. And the home game, two, the two home games are Rangers at home, which expect to get nothing off of the way Rangers are going. You've then got you know, teams like Aberdeen, Celtic, they're here today, Ross County away. This is a massive, massive uh, fixture list coming up for Motherwell. In terms of St Mirren, obviously, I mentioned that loan deal that they've now got Eamon Brophy in as well, which is massive for them in terms of they'd signed that pre-contract Alex Dyer said during the week there's absolutely no point in him staying Kilmarnock I don't think he should play now he's committed to St Mirren Yeah I agree with that I really do I think it's, it's best for all parties one Kilmarnock because you've got a player that's gone to another club and obviously get his mind you know set on joining St Mirren You've got the, the club thinking, right, OK, we'd like to get him St Mirren, for instance. We want to get him in as quick as possible, working with his squad. I just think it was the best option. I think it's the right decision for everyone. Kilmarnock, St Mirren and the player. He's on the bench today. I think he's a very, very yeah. good signing. This is a guy that's a, an international footballer. He wasn't getting his opportunity at Kilmarnock for some reason. But I think in this team that Jim Goodwin's built here, Given the opportunity up with Abika, for instance, that could be a real good partnership. Expecting an entertaining afternoon here in Paisley. It is two changes for both sides with Graham Alexander in charge of Motherwell for the first time. Are you going to talk us through the decision to wear two hats? You're going to need to try and explain that to me as to what on earth oh, the point I, is. I, I'll, I'll give you one bit on that, Gordon. I've not got a pair of boots. I've not come yet. 
and I had to borrow a pair of boots and they're a size too wee. My feet are absolute killing me. So I've got every single layer of What do you mean boots? You're not, you're not playing. You're not playing this. What do you mean boots? I know, but, but I had to get a bit of heat out of my feet. I couldn't, you know. You're talking about, but to be fair, I've, I've trained with the best for these conditions, Gordon. I've, I've been out with the special forces training for these sort of a frozen conditions. So I know how to handle it. I know what clothing and how you go about it so I'm, I'm very comfortable this afternoon looking forward to a terrific game Roger how good is it to have him in those temperatures while we're in here I mean it's yeah. roasting in here this jumper is about to come off the, it, it, I've got the thermometer there and he is going to suffer and moan all afternoon yeah and listen we have to be thankful to the woman next door for loaning him our boots so I think it's an absolute <laughs> selfless gesture to allow him to go to the Smyza Stadium this afternoon I'm not sure about the heels but as long as they keep him warm Having, having said that Gordon Deal, I know I really want to get your thoughts on this Same in Brophy Graham Alexander All well and good right but, but your old pal Mark Wilson Joined us in the studio This afternoon And I don't know if you noticed On his Instagram this morning He had been sledging Because um, that's obviously That's what you do in the snow Isn't it Great fun And uh, I noticed that And I thought Oh that's great D- Did the kids enjoy it The kids weren't there And he went himself Are you having uh, that Listen no, that's a, that doesn't surprise me about this guy. Nothing surprised me about him. He was speaking about it on Thursday night. He's went in to one of these cheap shops and he's bought something about four and a half, five quid. Probably cheaper than his tracksuit went for. The one that he wore twice. Uh, 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 let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Even worse, he found the sledge. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's absolutely no surprise. I found the Do sledge know, in I a just, bush. I just, I just... I've got this vision in my mind that I'm going down a hill and a big pole or a tree there and his legs wide open shouting, stop me Dazzler. Um, so, no, I've absolutely no doubt that this boy just would try anything. He's He's got a loose sense. So we'll, we'll hear some exciting stories from him this afternoon, I'm sure, because right. there's not a lot of football and when you've got three comedians in the studio, I am sitting here, I'll be warmed up with the patter. I don't know about that. Right, we are looking forward to the football though because there are a lot of good stories here. Roger, you've got Graham Alexander, you've got Eamon Brophy, Mother Lack of form St Mirren's Form At the moment I know they've had a um, They have come off The winning run Or the unbeaten run If you like But still Going great guns So there's a lot to like About that fixture Yeah I'm fascinated By the Graham Alexander appointment You see I think three of the bottom six Now have changed manager Recently Gordon And they've all gone Down a different road Livingston Went in house With David Martindale That's gone well so far Ross County went for a sort of tried and trusted guy from the Scottish Leagues and John Hughes. Now, Motherwell could have gone either way. They could have gone in-house with Keith Lasley. They could have gone the tried and trusted route with Tommy Wright, but they went a third route. They've gone for a guy in Graham Alexander who has got a decent managerial CV down south, but never played in Scotland, has never managed in Scotland, and, and today at the age of 49 will be involved in a Scottish Premiership game for the first time in his life. So the boys will tell you, every managerial appointment is a gamble, but I think this is probably a bigger gamble than maybe we expected Motherwell to take. Yeah, let's hear a bit from him then, Graham Alexander. He couldn't speak highly enough about the club. You know, I think I think he, you know, management is such a, a stressful role and everything else. He, he's already been here previously as managerial role, and he's been here five and a half years, and he just he just felt it's time for a change for everybody. He said, but he he said he couldn't speak any highly enough about the people, the the club, the fans. And, and and the players as well, but he said for some reason or not, it's it's not quite working at the moment. So, um, so he he knows I'm an experienced, well, you know, relatively experienced manager and had success uh, down in England. He just talked about the the um, the people at the club because because you know you can see a club from the outside and you can read reports and that, but speaking to someone who's 
been in there on, in the ground and and um, and work with these people day in day out. You know, he, honestly, he was he was so complimentary about everyone and and. I think it's a big thing in in football and in, as in life is working with good people and um, you know I've only been here 24 hours but it, it's been so welcoming by by everybody and uh, it's um, it's been a great first day. So an endorsement of the football club from Stephen Robinson to Graham Alexander. He walks into a difficult fixture list, like you said, Gordon Deal. He walks into a team that's not in good form. That tends to be the way of things when a, a team needs a new manager. It's for that reason. Personnel-wise as well, you keep hearing this, you know, Motherwell have got a good squad and, and there are good players there, but had issues in goal, they've had to sign Liam Kelly now. Um, Stephen O'Donnell, what does his future hold? Declan Gallagher, what does his future hold? Alan Campbell, what does his future hold? So the next couple of weeks could be crucial both on the pitch in terms of results and on the squad list as well for Graham Alexander. Hey, there's no doubt about it, Gordon. He's walked into a massive job here. Let's not be kidding. They're down the bottom of the league. Um, you know, he's in to replace a manager, so that tells you there's problems. Uh, as much as everyone, you know, looks at the job that Steve Robinson done, and, and we congratulate him on that. But they're down there in merit, because they deserve to be down there. They're not playing well enough. As much as we all say, yeah, look at the players they've got, look at the experience they've got. They've got Scottish internationalists in there. They've got, in my opinion, one of the, the finest young midfield players going about, and young Campbell in the middle of the part. I think he's a terrific uh, player. Um, they've now brought in a, a, a good goalkeeper. Hopefully that will help. But as much as, you know, for the matter... The new manager come out and says, look, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone here. Well, he needs to get into the comfort zone very quickly because there's not a really a settling in period for Motherwell just now. They're in real, real trouble. And as I said, you look at the fixtures coming up, Gordon. They have to start. They have to hit the ground running today. That's what everyone uh, in Motherwell are hoping for. See with the fact that a new, for some reason, I don't know what it is, the guys will tell you, the team can be absolutely rotten for six, seven games. And then a Friday, a new manager steps onto the training ground for an hour, picks the team the Saturday, and all of a sudden they look world beaters. I, I've not got the answer to it. I'm sure Motherwell fans and everyone concerned with Motherwell hope that happens today. OK, let's leave that one for the meantime. Plenty of time to go back there and discuss that fixture from Graham Alexander's perspective. Here's Jim Goodwin. Like any team who loses a manager um, and get a new one, there always does tend to be a, a bit of a bounce. And, um, you know, every player is desperate to go and show the new manager that they're worth a place in the team. Um, you know, Motherwell, for me, I think are in a bit of a false position, if I'm being honest. Um, when I look at the squad of players that they have, uh, I think Stephen Robinson has been very unlucky. You know, there's no getting away from the poor run of form that they're on. But, you know, for Stephen to have done what he'd done at the club, um, you know, in terms of the players that he sold, the amount of finances he brought into the club, um, going very far in cup competitions and obviously a third place finish in the Premier League. I think uh, I think what it does is make the rest of us realise that um, you know you're never safe in this job. It's as simple as that. The only other game in the Scottish Premiership this afternoon is Kilmarnock against Hamilton Ackies and Andrew McLean has the teams. Yeah, two sides here that haven't had their troubles to seek this season, whether it's been coronavirus issues, poor form, managers under pressure, it's all happened for both these clubs, but maybe just a sign that fortunes are starting to turn for both these teams. Kilmarnock had that run of five straight defeats at the end of last year, they were slipping further and further down the table, but a win in the draw in their last two, which really should have been two wins if it wasn't for that Danny Rogers mistake, means there is a bit more positivity around the place. Meanwhile, Brian Rice 
at Hamilton was getting some real stick from fans earlier in the campaign. You think of that 8-0 loss to Rangers. There was the losses to lower league sides in the, in the Betfred Cup as well. But they're looking a lot more solid now with this back three system that they're playing. Four clean sheets in the last seven matches. And they've been picking up points along the way as well. Certainly buoyed as well by that big derby win last weekend as well. As for the team news, it's unchanged for Kilmarnock from that draw against St Mirren. A 4-4-1-1 for them. Danny Rogers in goal. The back four, Adam McGowan, Kirk Broadfoot, Stuart Finlay and Brandon Hornstrup. The midfield four, Chris Burke, Alan Power, Yusuf Malumbu and Rory McKenzie with Greg Kilty just in behind Danny Whitehall. The substitutes, Brown, Dekamona, Waters, Taylor, Brimley, Tishbola, Dabo, Pinnock and Kabamba. As for Hamilton, two force changes for them. Martin and Easton drop out. Stanger and Trafford come in. A 3-5-2 for them today. Kyle Gurley starts in goal. The back three, Jamie Hamilton, Hakeem Adolphin and George Stanger. The midfield five, Lee Hodson, Charlie Trafford, Ross Callahan, Ben Sterling and Scott McMahon. And it's Andy Winter and David Moyo up top. Substitutes, Fulton, Monroe, Mimnall, Hughes, Smith, Ovalabi, Johnson, Slavin and Scully. And the referee for this one at the BPSP Stadium at Rugby Park is Grant Irvin. Roger, perhaps a fixture that sums up the unpredictable nature of the Scottish Premiership. Kilmarnock and, ha- Kilmarnock and Hamilton, you just don't quite know what you're going to get from them. No, absolutely not. I have to say, I did not see... Hamilton beating Motherwell 3-0 last weekend at all I don't know where that result came from I was Wished down I hadn't rugby. seen it either <laughs> I was down at Rugby Park and Kilmarnock's game against St Mirren And Kilmarnock were decent They bossed the game They should have been further clear than they were at 1-0 And they paid the penalty with one of the most ludicrous goalkeeping mistakes you'll see all season I don't know what Danny Rogers was thinking I, I think he was going to slap it over the bar Changed his mind at the last minute Lost his footing Stumbled Bumped into the post And carried the ball over the line So um, you talk about unpredictability That was perhaps the most unpredictable mm. moment of last weekend Now we should have had Dundee United playing at home this afternoon as well uh, Up against St Johnston But that one is off It's only been postponed in about the last hour or so um, A statement says after a pitch inspection by the match referee Today's game has been postponed due to a small area of the pitch Still not being sufficiently thawed out uh, The rearranged date will be announced in due course um, Under soil heating Roger Now I, I accept that People will tell you that only works to a certain extent. It's not going to work all the time. Dundee United saying it, you know, it was minus seven in the city last night. Dundee are still on to this evening. They're they're playing a cup game up at Dens. If you've ever been to Tanadai Street, that they're not too far apart. Those grounds. Um, yeah. So for Dens to be on and Tanadai's to be off is. Quite something Well the two gentlemen in here with me Operated at different ends of Tannadice Street At different times in their careers So they know all about it I'm surprised um, The game at Tannadice is not on uh, Under soil heating you would think Would work It certainly seems to have worked For a large area of the Tannadice pitch So I don't know quite how the SPFL Will view this um, Every time you hear a pronouncement from Hamden They're talking about No spare space In the fixture card for rearrangements Do everything you can to get games on And this game isn't on um, And I think it will be Further embarrassment To United If the neighbours Up the road Can get a cup game on Against Bonnie Rig Rose At 7.45 Yeah the Scottish Cup Second round Absolutely decimated By the weather Alloa and Cove On East Fife Trinent on Forford and Linlithgow Rose Fraserburgh Banks the All on Kelty Play Stranraer later As the Dundee Bonnie Rig Rose But every other tie's gone So our bro Falkirk Bucky Inverness Elgin Air, Partick Thistle, Cowden Beath, Peterhead, Stenhouse Muir, um, and Hearts couldn't even get round to playing their fixture today because their opponents haven't settled their tie from the previous round. Hope you kept up with all of that. We'll get all the guys involved and a look back in some of the week's biggest stories coming next. 
the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray in the studio I always say the top team all around the grounds And I make it sound really big As if they're spread out the length and breadth of the country But the harsh reality today Is they're in Paisley and Kilmarnock Because that's your lot in the Premiership today Alison Conroy and Gordon DL Looking forward to St Mirren Motherwell Andrew McLean keeping an eye on Kilmarnock Against Hamilton Ackies Dundee United game against St Johnson Off, postponed this afternoon Livingston Ross County was moved to tomorrow to give the Tony Macaroni the best chance of, of thawing out and getting that one on and of course Rangers was scheduled for tomorrow anyway with Celtic scheduled for Monday now at this time on a Saturday Roger we always get everyone who's on the show involved and look back on some of the week's biggest stories um, I suppose Celtic's trip to Dubai became the week's biggest story didn't it albeit it was um, earlier on in the week yeah very much so and just a controversy when the when the First Minister um, wades into Scottish football, you know it's a big story. Um, Nicola Sturgeon did wade in heavily during the week. Um, she had another go yesterday warning players who were travelling up and down the country in Scottish Cup duty today to observe all the social distancing protocols and all the other guidelines that have been put in place. So it, without doubt, it was the biggest story of the week. Celtic returned yesterday, and I believe they're doing their media duties this afternoon ahead of the Monday night game against Hibernian. And I think Neil Lennon and his players will just be glad to get back to the business of football and put this episode behind them. Yeah, we'll hear from the Celtic camp as soon as we can. That press conference will take place this afternoon, so make sure you hang around for that one. Have we heard the end of it, Roger? There's all sorts of... Uh, different strands to it People talking about you know the, the permission to go In the first place And Celtic hitting back uh, from, At the Scottish Government um, Pictures referenced By the First Minister About scenes over there The Scottish FA saying Well the government Signed off on it That they were able to go Have we heard the end of it? Well you would think From an SFA point of view For now We've heard the end of it um, The SPFL have been very quiet So you would think From their point of view We've heard the end of it But you would think Between returning from Dubai and 7.45 on Monday night against Hibernian That Celtic squad will go through their usual COVID-19 testing procedure And it is to be hoped All of them test negative on return from Dubai Otherwise Gordon, we most certainly won't have heard the end of it That's a good point And I wonder about half nine on Monday Mark, it's the type of thing that if Celtic lose Or Celtic drop points at Easter Road Then we definitely won't have heard the end of no. it either Because it will become... Um, the stick that, that the Celtic fans and others yeah. would, would would use to beat the well, team I was listening to the show last night And Hugh rightly pointed out It will be the Celtic fans who have the first go And rightly so Because you know all this about the games in hand That they probably should have stayed and played You know They have the realistic possibility of falling 22 points behind uh, tomorrow um, So there, there was no margin for error before There certainly isn't now Coming back from Dubai And everything that this trip Has piled on them Roger says they'll just be glad To get them back to football They certainly will be But the players You know Have to Perform um, Like the Dubai trip Had some use the, the argument was We've done this in years gone by And it's helped us In the second part of the season Well <laughs> A better help In the second part of this season Because the scrutiny on them Is so huge At the minute For the trip the Celtic players need to prove it was worthwhile. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it anyway. I don't think it was worthwhile in this world that we're in just now. But Neil Lennon cannot afford any slip-ups uh, on uh, on Monday night at Celtic Park, that's for sure. Yeah, I was on record. I said last week, Gordon, whoever sanctioned it should have a serious look at themselves due to where we are uh, currently, uh, even though they got permission uh, several weeks ago. 
And when you gauge the room Most people are saying To go at this stage To go outside the bubble In terms of where they are Even though it's allowed to go For me The perception of that Doesn't bode well There's so many people Paying a price at the moment Because of the restrictions And when they see Celtic We've had Celtic colours on Last Monday night The majority of people Were on here Saying I had a good friend of mine Text me as well Says 600 quid I've got a virtual season ticket It's like a slap in the face On the back of going 19 points behind I just feel as if I've got the whole situation wrong Yeah there's the, there's the PR element Roger There's the yep. The um, the clinical side And then there's the PR side Well if you look at the PR side There's a fascinating article Through the week by Andy Walker Former Celtic striker Who harked back to I think it was 1989 When Celtic had a January trip To the south of Spain Planned under Billy McNeil uh, They lost to Rangers 4-1 On the Saturday Billy McNeil pulled the plug in the trip and gave the money to a local school Now that is positive PR um, But you would think what's happened in the last week And it wouldn't be their intention when, when the trip was booked on the 12th of November Celtic could not have foreseen what was going to unfold in the next six weeks But they still could have pulled the plug on it After the defeat at Ibrox last Saturday They chose to go ahead with it And the reaction from Celtic supporters and non-Celtic supporters has been almost unanimously against it in terms of, you know, the, the COVID-19 restrictions that countries now under and, and just, you know, the optics weren't good, Gordon. I think you only have to look at, at Dubai this time of year, any normal year, and the amount of football teams that go out there. You know, we've seen Aberdeen, I think, Hibs go out. You see teams from down south sometimes go out, uh, you know, and, and take on this training camp and beautiful facilities. only thing you have to look at that this year. And am I right in saying, is Celtic the only one? Mm. It's there Out of all the teams in Britain Well I mean the schedule is different this year And Celtic had to move the Hibs game in order to go Which is another story um, Because we don't have the winter break So maybe that's part of the reason But you still think that other teams If they wanted to could have done the same Of and course found you, see this, you see this uh, With the top teams down south When there's maybe a break in the FA Cup Or, or here or there They go to Dubai They go to these warm weather training camps N- Not one of them Or at least I've not read any of them Have Chosen that option And it's only Celtic kids away I think that looks particularly bad as well Roger's right They had an opportunity To cancel the trip Yes it would have cost money Yes it might have upset their preparation But they've got a training ground That is well maintained That they could have stayed there And got the best out of their players there I get the feeling that when we hear From the Celtic press conference That subject will be there So let, let's park it for the <laughs> meantime Because it's, there's an inevitability that, that we hear a bit more about it later on in the afternoon And it has rumbled on My goodness hasn't it For a good few days And now uh, Like I said Roger This period of the show Is always about Looking back on the week's Biggest stories And because of the time of year The, the January transfer window Has to form a part of that But I'm, I'm not sure How big the stories are yet or, or if it's more speculation You know It's It's Declan Gallagher Is it You know Is, is that a story Is What's happening with Shane Duffy um, Philip Benkovic These are the types of names We've had Concrete ones in the form of Eamon Brophy and, and so on But are we still in the early stages of Oh listen Very much in the early stages And, and you find with these transfer windows Increasingly Gordon Things are concentrated Into the last 48 hours And whoever's on the show here On January 31 or February 1 Whenever it closes this year You know We'll be talking about Will they get somebody in before midnight Won't they um, There's been more business done actually At this stage on the 9th of January Than I was expecting There's Eamon Brophy On the bench in Paisley this afternoon Alison and Daz Will probably get to see his St Mirren debut He's arrived Liam Kelly In goal for Motherwell To cover a, another Horrible knee injury for Trevor Carson And we have to all wish our best to, to Trevor Carson Again what a time he's had with injury in the last couple of years Gary mckay Stephen arriving back at Hearts last night is another one So there probably has been more movement 
than I was expecting But you will find, as is always the case The big ones will tend to be condensed in the last few days Ah, and there's no secrets at this time of year as well Roger Because Eamon Brophy When it's announced after 8 o'clock last night You think oh that's a dramatic late piece of business To get him to play the game And then you see the picture of him with the scarf Which was taken in broad daylight So uh, clearly yeah. just took a bit of time to get it, yeah, it finalised St Mirren weren't, weren't alone Gary McKay, Stephen to say Beautiful blue skies in the picture and the, It's announced in Midnight. the darkness of 7 or 8 o'clock <laughs> last night that's, a, that's how clubs now do things Gordon Celtics transfer rumour I think it's rumour at the moment Mark what have you made of it this week? Well, uh, we chatted briefly on Thursday night about the Benkovic situation. I still think that is one that Celtic should pursue. I think it's a problem area for them. Um, Benkovic, when he was at Celtic, I thought was a huge hit. I thought he was the best centre-half at the club at the time. Um, played 30 times. Celtic kept, I think, 20 clean sheets in those games that he, he took part in. Um, and I know they were a different side back then, but I just think it breeds you know, confidence in your team when you've got a sturdy and assured centre-half. I get the point that he's only played 70-odd minutes for Cardiff, but I would assume he's still fit. And I made the point in, in Thursday as well, I don't think Brendan Rodgers would, would sanction you know, a signing to come to Celtic if he didn't think he was fit and ready to go in. Plus... I think he's a better bet mm. than any of the guys that are there at the minute. Uh, I understand that Duffy might not be possible to send back, but I would still bring someone else in. I think he's a better bet than Declan Gallagher that's been rumoured. The point about the games, Philip Benkovic last played for Celtic in May 2019, so yeah. we're slowly getting towards two years. He's played 12 times since and once yeah. in the last season. Would that be a stumbling block? No, no not for me. Uh, the players who have been mentioned, you know, obviously Declan Gallagher has been mentioned in amongst that. For me, Benkovic is a far better option for Celtic to try and pursue. Uh, Rogers spoke about the the business has already been done in the window, you know, a wee bit more ahead. I think it's crucial for Celtic to get centre-halves in. Julian's out for three or four months. Duffy, he, he doesn't, whatever way you look at it, he doesn't fancy him. But the fact that he put Beaton in, Beaton suspended for Monday night as well. So I think that is a, a must to Celtic get some business done there because if they lose another one, trying to get one over the line, get the right guy. You've met, we're mentioning Benkovic, who's hardly played within that period of time. So I think it's crucial for Celtic to actually get someone on ASAP. I think if they sign Benkovic, though, I, I think it's along the lines of who was it they signed? Was it Patrick Roberts who signed in an extended loan period of Benkovic's contract? Uh, I'm not quite sure. It still runs on with Leicester in the summer. That's yeah, not I, just I, a I short think, time. I think he's got three and a half years yeah. left and he's I, Leicester well, deal. I, I, I would, if, if they bring him in, then I would like it to be for a year and a half so they can actually plan for next year starting that they have Benkovic for European qualifiers in the start of the league and continue well, a full season. Yeah, I was going to ask about the fact that it you know, loan deals just don't do it for some people. They think, you know, what's the point? It's not, it's not your player. Do you get the same commitment? Does it allow you to, to forward plan? But I wonder if at this stage it actually is what Celtic want or need. Because let's be honest, at 19 points clear, the title's gone for a lot of people already. And if not, it can certainly be gone soon. It could certainly be gone within the next couple of weeks. Um, what does that mean? Is you know, is, is Neil Lennon going to be the manager? Who's going to be picking the player? So actually, is it about? Plugging the Julian gap right now And, and boosting things And, and seeing where it takes you See, see where it takes you And and also see uh, If it is to be Benkovic And you bring him in At least he gets from now Until the end of the season To prove his fitness And then you're building it for there But I think there's got to be Some sort of Forward thinking I get that the manager Might not be there But they can't rock up For pre-season training On the 1st of July Or whenever it is 
We're a new manager We're a whole new bunch of players There's got to be some sort of forward planning And that's why I think any loan deals just now Especially for a centre half I think it's got to include next year as well Gordon DL We still get loads of tweets saying I want Celtic to sign a new goalkeeper But Neil Lennon said A couple of weeks ago That that wasn't going to happen um, Fraser Forster for instance Played for Southampton Didn't he just put yep. the other night there And did ever so well So I think Anyone who's Harbouring hopes of that Perhaps might need to think about it again Any other areas that you think Could be addressed Should be addressed No I think the two important ones As you mentioned there Gordon I do still think That they need a new goalkeeper uh, I know that Neil Lennon's given every confidence To Barkas I just don't think just now Unless something dramatic happens That there's a lot of confidence in him and especially with the back four and people talking about centre half I disagree with Mark I, I, if I was Celtic now I would be looking at the loan system to the end of the season because I think there's got to be a lot of big changes at Celtic um, I'm not saying Benkovic isn't good enough of course he is I think he's a decent player but a new manager if a new manager is to come in and replace Neil Lennon then I think you've got to give him the opportunity to build his own team uh, build his build his own formation, his own players and get the players in that he wants so, you know I can see both sides of the argument but a goalkeeper in the centre half is a must just now now, I'm watching Declan Gallagher here this afternoon, if you ask me short term from now until the end of the season could he get in and do a job for Celtic I would agree with that, long term I'm saying not, I don't think it would be one that excites the uh, Celtic fans now, I'm not saying the boys are bad because he, he's been brilliant with Scotland and, and, and the argument is he played well with Scotland because he's got better players around about him. But I just don't think he's at the level of Celtic, if I'm honest with you. That's only my personal opinion. But I think if Celtic are going to do any business, I think definitely they've got to look at a goalkeeper, Gordon. I, um, I just don't see, you know, there's no confidence in Bain. Hazard's a young lad, he's one for the future. Barkas, unless something dramatic changes for him, I don't see it improving. Um, so I do think they need to strengthen two positions just now. Alex Ray, Rangers are without Scott Arfield for another few weeks. Ryan Jack is not back yet, but he's making his way. Is that enough to, to make them do anything in the transfer window, or is it is that too short term? Um, potentially, you could bring in another midfielder. That was the, I was on record saying that a couple of days ago, Gordon. And you know, Ryan Jack's been stop start this season. He hasn't really had a, a, a good run at it. He's now back in training, so you know he's got a couple of days under his belt, and they'll be hoping that he can make an impact. Scotty Arfield could potentially be four or five weeks down the road. Um, if he's back fit, then you probably wouldn't need one. But because of the importance, it may well be a case of trying to bring one in in that area. If you were in charge of Rangers, would you look at Jack Wilshire? Oh no, no. The reason I know he's been training at Bournemouth, Roger. But you're looking at a guy that hasn't played. We were just talking about Benkovic. He hasn't played for ages. Even at West Ham, he didn't make a big impact over a longer period, a couple of years. So I'm not sure that that would be something that Rangers would be looking to do. But I, I take your point on board because middle to front, he could be really creative. Uh, depending if it was a play as you as you go, then you might be looking at something. But I, I, I just think as well for Rangers as well. Can you imagine bringing someone of some stature, like you say there, Roger? Into the proceedings It keeps everybody on their toes Lifts everybody Fresh face So I can see that as well But Going back to Mark's point About uh, 18 months for loan deals If As an example You're saying Right we'll bring Benkovic in As an 18 month And he has a 4 or 5 month period Similar to Duffy You're then landed with him For another year So again It's a tricky situation This The loan market is You know You're hoping to get them up and running As quickly as possible But it's not always the case What's Shane Duffy's Celtic future At this moment in time? 
Well, Does he have one? Yeah If you were to listen to Graham Potter the, the Brighton manager When last asked about Shane Duffy He was quite adamant That this was a deal To the end of the season I, I would suspect Celtic Will go and get a centre half I would suspect Celtic Will go and get Philip Benkovic On loan till the end of the season I thought they were short on numbers In that area anyway Hence having to play near Beaton In the Old Firm game last week You know I thought They only really had three Front line centre backs In Duffy, Ayer and Julian Which I think is always a gamble If one or two are out Could you uh, not have played El Hamid there He's been uh, over the course as well He's got away with that position Yeah and listen I liked El Hamid when he came yep. But he seems to have drifted the out rest, and yeah. he, He's a player who wants away as well Family's wife and young family Back home in Israel He wants to go back over there I mean, it, His agent says no that That's not the case doesn't he he's Yeah and I'm telling you It is the case <laughs> Okay that's fine <laughs> oh, Just, just oh, put oh, man in the know Wait a minute Just put your gloves on now <laughs> Just good to provide a bit of balance that's but, right. but, but, but Roger Seagan back to that You know obviously uh, Eamon Brophy has made his intentions clear to submit uh, to Kamarnock that he signed a pre-contract. The deal got done because Alec Dyer goes, listen, we know the guy yeah. doesn't want to be here. You look at some of the guys at Celtic, you know, Edwards, you know, getting into the last what eighteen months. Are you, what, what kind of term are these type of guys going to put on over the course of the next four or five months? I think this is big questions for for Celtic because you look at Ayer looking to get away as well. Christie's going into the last mm. eighteen months, so within four or five months. These guys will most certainly be moving on Because Celtic can't afford to yeah, let them and run down and, and, and that's why I tend to think Whether it's Benkovic or whoever else comes in on loan this month It will only be to the summer Because I think there will be A monumental changing of the guard at Celtic sure. Park in the summer Right let's park that Because we've got two Yes two massive Premiership games To look forward to this afternoon We'll go back around those grounds next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Less than 15 minutes to kick off In the two big Premiership matches this afternoon Kilmarnock against Hamilton Ackies And St Mirren against Motherwell The weather has caused havoc today I must say we've got Dundee United's game against St Johnston Is off We've got various games off in the Scottish Cup And the match between Livingston and Ross County was meant to be today Moved to tomorrow uh, to see if they can get that one on due to the weather as well So we'll keep an eye on them I'll give you regular weather updates as the afternoon progresses Let's go back to the Smyza Stadium though St Mirren up against Motherwell And when looking at those starting 11s Gordon It struck me how quickly things can change How quickly St Mirren on paper, become a really strong team. You go through that. You go through the, the names, and you think, "Yep, that's a that's a good side." And on the, the flip side of that, a Motherwell team, which many people would have had for top six, and maybe even knocking on the door of Europe, you start to have a few question marks after some of the performances this season. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Jim's recruited well, as I said earlier, Gordon. He's got good energy in the team. McGrath, for instance, who was excellent against Ranger. Conley gives them good pace. Obiko obviously not uh, involved today, injured. Uh, Irwin comes in there. He's a strong lad up front. It can cause problems. Uh, they've obviously got the new signing of Brophy, who will be desperate to go off the bench. I just think that beginning of the season, Jim put his mark on this team by building from the back. His goalkeeper's a very good goalkeeper. He's got a good, solid, experienced back four that know how to defend now. And the energy and, you know, what they've got in front is very good and it's working a treat for them. So it'll be a difficult game for Motherwell this afternoon. Jim will be hoping to obviously keep going, get another three points here. But can Motherwell just get the result? A result that can bring so much confidence, Gordon, because on paper, as I say, they're international footballers in there. They're guys that, 
you know, like the Campbells that are terrific midfield players. They've now brought in Kelly, a very good, good goalkeeper. They look like they've got a good base of a team. I don't know, a full-back. So there's a good base there, but they need a win. It's as simple as that. A win brings confidence. Can the new manager, whether it's a team talk, whether it's five minutes before they go out in the pitch, say something just to lift them? Is it the fact that they now the ones that are staying, the ones that want to stay, are fighting for a place? Because you know as a new manager, you walk into a club and you say to everybody, right, that's it, everybody starts afresh, show me what you've got, show me you with the hunger and the desire to take this club forward. And I think that's what Alexander will be looking for today. And the crazy thing about where we're at at the moment, Roger, is Motherwell might catapult up the league later this week when the hearing takes place uh, for Kilmarnock and St Mirren's COVID breaches. Um, interesting to read Stephen Robinson talking about the decision to take the points back off Motherwell on the morning of a game actually played a massive part in, in tipping them over the edge and, and making them walk away. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling, the overriding feeling for me is that Stephen Robinson thinks he probably took Motherwell about as far as he could You know He had that great run Two cup finals Third in the league Europe He brought in I think And you'll correct me if I'm wrong Gordon About six million pounds And in, in transferring the seats For the club as well During his spell there But this season From right the very start That first Monday night In Dingwall There just wasn't a good feel About Motherwell this season He wasn't getting the same response From the players He was criticising the players He was criticising the media And, and the fact There just didn't seem Something right all season long So it didn't really surprise me when he went on Hogmanay um, Graham Alexander What a start he could have He could have nine points From one game this week <laughs> Manager of <laughs> a month Yeah he could be manager of a month And he's only been in the job For less than a week So it is a big week For Motherwell But I, I just was talking about it Off air before the show You just can't quite get a handle On how this appeal hearing Is going to go Do The points go back To Motherwell and Hamilton are the games replayed? When would the games be replayed? Because despite everything that's coming out of Hamden Talking about no dates left in the fixture schedule They're going to have to find an awful lot of dates Very, very quickly With games falling left, right and centre Yeah, absolutely I agree with Roger And uh, in terms of Stephen Robinson I think he'd done a brilliant job over over the piece It was becoming more and more difficult I'm, I'm still I've got a feeling that they still can kick on, Gordon I, I look at the people and the forward lines I think they've got guys Who can score goals They're not currently not doing that But I think they need to Kind of sort out The kind of guys Who are potentially Going out the door and I think it's a big one For Motherwell To the transfer Will uh, Stephen O'Donnell be going Will uh, Declan Gallagher be going Because you need to address that Because they need to get Some sort of To the other side of January Have that back line Still intact And then try and build To go forward Because there's a wee bit Of kind of rumbling Behind the, the scenes The only thing Mark That would perhaps worry you If you were looking at Motherwell's Survival chances Is usually you can identify A couple of other teams Who are definitely going to struggle And you think Well there are more there That are going to struggle th Than us um, But Ross County Have got a new manager And there are mm. signs there That they, they They perhaps could be On the on the up You would have expected Sorry to say it But you would have expected St Mirren to be down there And now they're definitely yeah. not Dundee United are the team That have come up They're going pretty well Livingston are absolutely flying So it's all right saying, well, I think Muddle can, can improve a little bit, but, but they're going to have to improve more than all of these other teams. Yeah, the league this season is so unpredictable, especially at that bottom section, because you know I don't know if the, the COVID situation and no fans are really affecting all games, but you, you can very rarely predict an outcome. But you're right, Gordon, because Ross County, you were thinking a couple of weeks ago, looked dead cert to go down. John Hughes, even when he came in, you thought, how can he turn this round without bringing new players in? Well, he went to Easter Road and he got a reaction right away. Hamilton is well, I thought looks stick ons went to Ibrox, took a battering week after week. They've turned it round. 
Motherwell are in trouble When you look at Motherwell's fixtures Just now coming up You know after today And then you've got Rangers You've got Aberdeen You've got a rejuvenated Ross County perhaps It's a tough run of fixture For Graham Alexander And has there been anything Says about his backroom staff Is he keeping the guys That were there You know Keith Lasley stays Keith. But he's brought yeah, Chris, Chris uh, Chris Chris number two. Chris okay, so that, I mean that's a, a tale and tale because you wondered if it was the same message getting over. But is it, if it's a different staff, maybe they'll be able to bring out something different mm. from a very good squad of players. And still. you see, it's tough, Mark. How much tougher could it be if Stephen O'Donnell's contract expires this month and Alan Campbell moves to Millwall this month, yeah. and perhaps Declan Gallagher were to go as well, given you know the status of his contract? How much harder would that make it for Graham Alexander? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's go round to the other ground just before kick-off um, Rugby Park or the Billy Bowie Special Project Stadium at Rugby Park How dare I miss the, the, the proper title Andrew McLean is keeping an eye on Kilmarnock against Hamilton Ackies And it's life after Eamon Brophy for Kilmarnock this afternoon, Andrew Yeah, life after Eamon Brophy And you just wonder whether a man up front for Kilmarnock today Could be the man to step in and replace Eamon Brophy Because despite the fact that Eamon Brophy wasn't overly prolific certainly this season and, and maybe last season still even at that there was only four non-old firm players that scored more premiership goals than him throughout 2020 Dodge, Nisbet, Chris Burke and Stevie May so he still was contributing with goals so his loss will be felt at Kilmarnock but you look at Danny Whitehall who had a very slow start to the season at Kilmarnock and, and you know, he was just adjusting to the level, I think, because you know he signed a new deal. He only had a deal until January, but he came in, took a while to settle. He was playing non-league in England with Maidenhead United last season. Before that, he was playing college football in America. But at the age of 25, he doesn't have really any experience at this level, and he wasn't starting games. But you look at his last four starts. You know, his four goals, two of those, the last two Premiership games where he scored in each of those. So. It could be a big moment for him to step up. He's now got the chance to, to prove himself going forward until the summer and you wonder whether he can be the man to start grabbing the goals for Kilmarnock. As for Hamilton, they don't really have a prolific goal scorer either but their goals are being spread around the team. But you look at Ross Callahan in the last six games he's got four goals as well. He seems to have really found a home at Hamilton because in that midfield he's given a bit of licence to Rome by Brian Rice and I was speaking to Brian Rice about him during the week and he's a really big fan of Ross Callahan and what he can offer and he you know arrives late in the box. He Gets those opportunities And he'll be looking to, to get another goal today Ok the scene is set then Kilmarnock against Hamilton Ackies St Mirren against Motherwell A couple of Scottish Cup ties On Loads off though Really cold uh, weather out there Roasting in the studio Hopefully Gordon Dale's freezing There in Paisley And kick off is next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard just getting underway in the two big Premiership matches this afternoon St Mirren against Motherwell and Kilmarnock Hamilton Ackies We've got a couple of Scottish Cup ties that have survived Most of them are off because, let's be honest, it's absolutely freezing And that's why we're delighted to say that we've sent Gordon Deal out to the game Just to see how cold we can get him, Roger Hanna And we will watch that one from the comfort of the studio yeah, we're trying to pick him out in the main stand here uh, It was difficult to, We're told he was sitting eating biscuits and cheese earlier on I can't Lovely. actually spot anyone as tucking into the chutney and the grapes so far But um, it is the game of the day That's why he's there um, Huge game for Graham Alexander We've seen pictures of him coming in with Chris Lachetti His new number two um, A defeat 
is not an option for Motherwell and certainly not an option for the new Motherwell manager today. But having seen St Mirren two or three times lately, Jim Goodwin's built a really good squad. He's got consistency of selection. Jack Hannick in that back four play week in, week out. I like the look of Jake Doyle Hayes and Jamie McGrath in front, both tidy, tidy footballers. And now with Eamon Brophy added to the attacking options, Jim Goodwin will believe St Mirren can kick on and look towards the top six. Now but this time on a Saturday We always go for Huey Zaka Don't we We go for Hugh Keevan Zaka But he's looking after himself We're helping him look after himself He's at home He's not in the studio at the moment um, But I thought It's Saturday afternoon The show can't go on Without Huey Zaka So let's see uh, If we can do it Hugh Keevans Can you hear us? I'm with you in spirit <laughs> uh, And you know what We're not even going to test you You've only got two games In the Premiership What do you fancy this afternoon? Well, do you know what? I fully understand what Roger Hanna is saying about the the wonderful addition of Eamon Brophy to a St Mirren squad who are moving very nicely under Jim Goodwin. But I believe that Graham Alexander was made for afternoons like this in terms of his playing and managerial career. I'm taking Motherwell to get a share of the points in Paisley. OK, and Kelly Ackies? Uh, again, I'm going to have to go for a draw. This is the stuff that was made for Brian Rice as well. He's had a terrific result against Motherwell last weekend, that 3-0 win in the Lanarkshire Derby. I think he's capable of getting something from Alex Dyer's team at Rugby Park as well. Two draws. All right, that's all well and good, but how are you? Everything okay? Because we know that you're taking care of yourself, you're locking yourself away as you um, should do in, in these uncertain times. But I'm thinking back to last Monday in the show when you revealed uh, to Alex and I that Mrs Keevans is... <laughs> she's tightening things up She's tightening up the regime uh, this year And the, the red wine is is no longer It's a thing of the past You've been told to, to rein it in a bit So I'm wondering how those two things are, are marrying up Well let me tell you this Somebody fell by the wayside And it wasn't me <laughs> So All bets are off In response In response to the bad weather To the lockdown To the stresses and strains Of modern day life uh, it was decided that there would be a loosening of <laughs> the the fitness regime I'll say no more a loosening in other words you can go this far but not any further little man they will have to give you the right of reply because Alex Ray um, he fired some shots earlier on Roger Hanna's come in and by the way Hugh you can tell that Roger Hanna is from the Merns because his biscuit selection what, oh. what is it o- oatmeal and raisin or something what is yeah. it Sultana and oat Sultana oh. and oat come on come um, on let's be fair there's chocolate ones there too come on uh, that, that doesn't suit our argument as Hugh Keevans <laughs> would say um, and Alex was making the point Hugh that he, he thinks he's yet to see you provide the biscuits in here in the, the 40 years that you've been on the show well, you see, Roger, of course, is one of the East Renfrewshire woke. Uh, Alex <laughs> is one of the Deniston massive. Uh, so he's quite right. And, you know, I was going to do it this Saturday. Oh, then, sure. oh, Here we go. How what convenient. happened, Alec? What can you do? Oh, exactly, exactly. I'm looking forward it's to not... halftime. Uh, I really am looking forward to halftime. This is a real deal. Top quality and biscuits, Hugh. Anyway, Hugh, we will let you go into the man cave. You can sit back and enjoy the show and uh, maybe we'll catch up with you soon. Good luck, guys. Good man. That's Hugh Keevans from home uh, looking after himself, as you should do during these uncertain times. Um, bright start by Mullerwell in this yeah, game, Alex. Yeah, they're on the front foot a little while in uh, Campbell in the middle of the parts trying to probe. Uh, you know, he's just got a shot off there. Defante Cole goes wide, uh, blocked by, I think it was one of the defenders. As I'm looking at it now, yeah, Cole just blocks it. Shaughnessy gets a good block, important block also. 
But in terms of the the ACA, I'm going to go for Motherwell, and I'm going for Kamado. Yes. Motherwell can win that. I do. Oof. Yes. Bold. Mm. Mm. Mark Wilson. I'm not so sure. I, I I think they will. Graham Alexander will get a reaction from his Motherwell side, but I just think St Mirren are, are playing pretty well just now, and they've got a good squad. They've even got the firepower on the brains to bring Brophy on. So I'm going to go for a St Mirren one and a Kelly one in the other one. Yeah, just as an opportunity there for Kyle McAllister It looks to me as if it was a free kick in the middle of the park The referee said play on And he's tried to chip the keeper from 40 yards He just gets it wrong, mm. but right idea Roger Hanna, Uraka um, Kelly should have won last week Kelly will win today, I think, against Hamilton Ackies And I tend to agree with Shug I think there'll be a share of the spoilers at St Mirren Don't be surprised if it's nil-nil, does <sighs> Right, Roger Hanna no pressure here right This is your big moment Because the veteran Is off this afternoon You're sitting in his stool You're in charge of his mic Don't mess this one up right The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals Pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column The first ah, half Ah see Oh he's right Bottled it Went straight in Didn't wait for the dramatic music Now you speak <laughs> I, I'm just desperate to see How this pair operate Now you hear them from afar Every week Are they really as bad As you make them look Every week Yes Gordon? First The first half teaser Jez Seven That's seven Scotland internationals have scored for Celtic in the Champions League group stage since 2005 and do not, listen, do not still play for the club. Can you name them? I'll give you that again. Seven Scotland internationals have scored for Celtic in the Champions League group stage since 2005 but do not still play for the club. Can you name them? At Clyde SSB You need to get all seven correct You need to put them on one tweet And you need to send it to At Clyde SSB Quicker than everyone else That is how you win it So get your thinking caps on And send them over please To At Clyde SSB Alex Ray is showing me a couple of names mm. uh, One of them's right You've got a 50% well, percent record so far Well, uh, fire a You've got in. until just before uh, the half-time interval So get your thinking caps on Send your tweets over to At Clyde SSB Gordon, do you know when you were uh, Can I say it was his big moment? He was reading the paper But he bent the top over As if we were going to cheat Absolutely scandalous well, behaviour You would Not a chance <laughs> uh, Roger, the romance of the cup It's supposed to be that time of the year There's not a lot of romance today Because all the games are off really We've got a few And in one of them That does have a, a romantic feel Trinent Juniors in this stage of the competition For the very first time Have taken the lead At East Fife Stephen Thompson wow. scored a free kick Catching the goalkeeper Out of position And with three minutes gone East Fife nil Trinent Juniors yeah, won Yeah Really didn't see that one coming Darren Young again Has got East Fife going okay In League 1 this season And I have to confess I don't really know too much About how Trinent Juniors Are doing this season But I certainly didn't fancy them At Bayview this afternoon um, No goals in the two Premiership matches It's going to be a bit quiet On that front Celtic have done their Pre-match media duties ahead of the Hibs game The first time we've heard from the Celtic camp Since they came back from Dubai So stay right there And we will bring you them Just stay with the action in Paisley In case anything happens uh, Don't forget so many games off today Dundee United against St Johnson Off in the Premiership Livy moved to tomorrow already um, Due to that And the cup has been decimated You have to say um, We've got one, two, three, four, five, six Of the second round ties are off If you could just spare a thought For whoever it is That has to uh, Tackle that Third round draw tomorrow With all of the The either ors There's <laughs> a lot of ors In there for you Gordon Tomorrow I'm looking forward to that I must yeah. admit But anyway I'm sure we'll get by And bring up some 
Some nice ties Roger I'm thinking you know On a Saturday afternoon We sometimes Get a wee, a wee topic A wee talking point we, We'll just pluck inspiration From somewhere and, and see what we can do I think we should dedicate One to Gordon DL Right Because he's sitting there Looking ridiculous by the way Two hats His neighbour's high heel boots on He's got his cheese board And he's absolutely freezing At St Mirren I've just read you out The damage That the weather has done I wonder if our listening audience Can tell us about The coldest football game They've ever been to And you need, we need specifics We want details We want stories here Dates Location The lot What's the coldest football game You have ever been to One that just lives long in the memory For all the wrong reasons Because Gordon DL Is freezing in Paisley today So we thought we would dedicate this one To him At Clyde SSB You can keep us company The coldest game you've ever been to Go Anyone? Mark Wilson well, Coldest I, you've played I, in? Uh, played in or been at? Oh, either either. Uh, well, I, I've told the story before about the when Celtic went to Berwick Rangers. Was it that would have been this time of year, wasn't it? Yes, it was Scottish Cup game. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that ties in with the Scottish Cup range. And the game should never have went ahead. We went out in the pitch, and you can imagine the dressing rooms at Berwick Rangers, wasn't he? Quite what Freddie Lundberg was used to <laughs> when he was making his debut. Um, tiny, n- not very well insulated. Let's put it that way. Two showers. And we went out in the pitch for the warm up, and your studs, Alec, was was you know making that yeah, clicking sound clink. because like tap shoes because the ground was that frozen. I'm thinking there's no way this can go ahead. We're going to go out here and try and soften it up a bit with our studs, and it'll get cold off. <laughs> but of course, they couldn't because uh, the money was Sky TV. Mm-hmm. The cameras were there. The game had to go ahead. It was a nightmare. It was freezing, and like I say, I don't think Freddie knew what had happened. We had the pony and things on under the strip. That was pretty cold. But being there, I think the one. I was doing for the show Remember at Pataudry I think When I got locked in the stadium For, for ages We forgot about I you. was Freezing that game That was unreal Yeah so Pataudry's got to be up there In a lot of people's you, answers You never played in like Moscow or anything At, at ridiculous times Oh no year. I tell you what I played in Vienna I did play in Moscow ah, right. uh, um, Do you me You just tell all your stories <laughs> I did No I was or, roasting in right. Moscow high That night um, But Vienna I played Now Celtic went there In the Europa League Under Tony Mowbray And we went out for a warm up and it started flakes of snow The pitch was like we're watching just now St Mirren Murrowell, fine By the time we came back out For the starting lineups To start the game The pitch was covered in snow Absolutely freezing We were 3-0 down I think within 19 minutes I've never wanted off a pitch So much <laughs> in my life I thought This is going one way It's freezing It's snowing The only thing was I think we had the bumblebee strips on You know that strip So you know Visibility to teammates Wasn't an excuse That's your But excuse I was trying anyway. to use it As an excuse I can't see it in gaffer But uh, we managed to pull that back To three each That was a pretty cold evening Yeah I, I played it um, Against Bristol Rovers one day And uh, we were actually playing at Bath Which was effectively A junior ground And honestly I've never been so cold Come off And, and I always wore Short sleeve Because I thought oh, oh, You need to show your face oh, In Dennis oh, again yeah. You know you're trying To get the hard man But Come back in I'm sitting there And there was one shower Gordon One shower between us all And the time I got in The water was freezing And you're having to put Your your white sh- You're trying to get the buttons It was horrific I mean horrific So for me That would easily have been The, the worst game I was ever involved in Saturday 22nd of February 2003 Clyde nil, Motherwell 2 A James McFadden double In the Scottish Cup 12 year old Gordon Duncan Almost died of hypothermia That's the one that, That's the one that jumps out for well, me I don't know why And it, do you know what it, But I don't even know how cold it was. It just—it's the one I've just never been able to get rid of. I thought it was absolutely freezing. I hope. Uh, I hope Hugh Keevans is still listening. 
well, uh, in the house this oh, afternoon be, because uh, the game I was going to mention many years ago, you remember Rangers played Borussia Dortmund, I think Dick Advocat was the Rangers manager of the UEFA Cup game. Um, uh, my newspaper and Hughes newspaper decided to send us what used to be called in the business a spying trip the weekend before Borussia Dortmund were playing away to Bayern Munich. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tough life in, in, job. in the old Olympic Stadium in Munich. And the aeroplane touched down in Munich And Munich, I kid you not, was under six feet of snow And we get the, the taxi at the Olympic Stadium And you cannot see what is pitch, what is stand, what is goal There is so much snow in the pitch And Hugh Keevans takes the executive decision and says to me There's no chance this game's on Come on, we'll go for a beer Down the stairs, we'll go and get a beer So we get down into a packed media room in the bowels of the, the old Olympic That's Stadium right. Start having a, a German beer or two and we notice that this room is getting quieter and quieter and quieter. And we assume that everyone's just heading home. And then a boy says, come on, boys, it's kicking off in two minutes. We thought, what? And we went up the stairs, and I kid you not, the pitch was like a bowling green. You heard of German efficiency. They'd cleared however many foot of snow had gone in the period of time. Unbelievable. And you and I were rolled out of the media room. Literally. Rolled out <laughs> and into the media seats. And I very quickly told you that Borussia Dortmund were the ones in the yellow. <laughs> but his specs were steamed and, up as well. <laughs> and off we went to a freezing night in Bavaria. Oh, brilliant. Uh, honestly, you, you do wonder why we always seem so ill-prepared, Roger. I really want to find out a bit more about this. I hope it's not me being unnecessarily cynical. But Dundee United against St. Johnson is off at Tannadice. And 500 yards away... Dundee will play in the cup tonight And it looks like it will be on Someone's going to need to explain that to me How that's possible It might be an innocent explanation Fine, but I'm interested Well, listen Speak to the two gentlemen to my left Who will undoubtedly know about the quality of the undersoil heating at Tannadice and Dens Park Alec, when you were at Dens Was the undersoil heating hotter than the Tannadice undersoil uh, uh, heating uh, uh, that Mark was used to? I'll be honest with you We never used it due to the, the financial situation there Where, you know, they, were, they had the facility But I think it was something around three, four £4,000 a day And they had to keep it running for a couple of days yeah. leading up So when I was there, they didn't use Switched it Switched off to pay you <laughs> He's on too much to We can't me, afford him And the the <laughs> But I remember Tannadice right When I was a kid And uh, Woke up And we had a, a First team game Woke up And the game was in doubt And I don't know As a kid I always got that wee excited When I say a kid 17, 18 I thought Oh the game's awful What will I do when we start Anyway I switched on uh, BBC And They were doing the TV Live from Tannadice And there was the secretary it was Spence Anderson mm -hmm. who, who ran the club at that time Wages and all sorts Behind the guy With a pitchfork Trying to uh, Trying to get the pitch playable No groundsman in sight That's <laughs> what a pitchfork going to do If it's a frozen I, I have no start idea he was, he was standing behind And we were The game went ahead Sure enough Thanks to Spain That was the determination Of that well, guy To run the magic It's important To try and get supporters That in you know, but that was it. I, think he, I think he understood The financial benefits To the club To get this game on The Saturday There he was At his pitchfork Brilliant, great effort from What a response We we tweeted that What's the coldest game You've been to Five minutes ago And it's Mental. Dozens Dozens and dozens Of responses I mean Stu is shown off He's gone Bayern Munich Against Leverkusen October 2012 Minus 17 Joyful says that the southwest corner at Ibox, no matter what the temperature is. Nick Livingston says Aberdeen away, Scottish Cup, February 18. Beast from the east. The roads were crazy. Mm. Lucky to get up and down. Uh, the game was Baltic, and he sent a picture of a jackknifed Royal Mail truck on the road up. Uh, hopefully, the driver is safe. Um, B and a few others 
Colin Laurie says Not even up for debate Those mad Rangers fans Who went to Leipzig Remember the friendly Was that That was January time wasn't it was. Oliver Burke I think Scored That's from right, Leipzig yeah. um, B said I mean there's sweary words in there <laughs> To describe how Baltic it was And Colin says That's not even up for debate It's the coldest I've ever been At any point in my life So yeah Sounds pretty dramatic yeah, Darren Cheney as well Loads are going for that Leipzig trip See when you see when you factor in, you know the the climate, and we play in most winters, and the the, the punters go in their droves to watch their team, and you know you were just were you were living at that time, Gordon, when you were talking yeah, about that, like that. Uh, nah, probably thirteen actually, and, yeah. and, and you see all these kids there, and I think it's great testament to you know yeah. per capita how we managed to get supporters into the grounds, badly I, missed. It I must admit, I I mean I do miss the game and playing, but last night when I switched on Queens Park versus Queen of the South at Hamden. And I seen the players in the warm up and the air coming out, the frozen air when they were speaking to each other. I thought, oh, that doesn't look like something I want to be involved and, in. And the, the orange markings up. down the line. Yeah, the orange markings, yeah. I, you very rarely see those, but um, no, that looked particularly cold last night. See if you were still getting your 15 grand a week, would I'd you? Be there. Yeah, nah, of course you would. I'm going to strip on shorts and t shirts. Now, Gordon, one of, one of the biggest stories in the season in this show has been the breaking tracky episode. Yes. Oh, I- now, yes, I, I just need to ask two uh, two managers of their day a, a, a little bit of fashion. What about Graham Alexander's gear in the touchline this afternoon? Now he, like he's posing in all the pictures today, and he's his motherable tracky. There's Jim Goodwin in his motherable sorry St Mirren training gear, I should say. But the, the new motherable manager's going for a Dapper wee Dan. Yeah, he's going for a wee uh, fashion statement today. What do you make of that, boys? I quite like it. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. I think when I seen him in the documentary with Salford, I think he was along similar lines as well. You get that? It's that's quite an interesting thing. How is it managers? The pep, is it the Pep influence? The Pep, I think so, because Pep just brought in that influence that he, he wore. You know, kind of chinos with trainers and kind of relaxed gear. Can you imagine somebody's just turning the show on for the first time? The fashion what show. On? Fashion show. Mark Wilson giving you fashion advice mm. just when you think you've heard it all. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you know, like this, this fashionable <laughs> top I have I on today. Like it. I absolutely. <laughs> what were you, Alex? You, you must have been a tracky no, guy. I wasn't, but at home games, um, I would always wear a suit. I would always. A suit? See, yeah, I, I, wore, I, I don't wore get a nice that. blue suit, and uh, I always felt as if you were going Sometimes depends, you know, about Prada or you know, oh, sometimes oh, Gucci, you know. So, um, but anyway, I feel like you were always. Uh, I feel like I can picture you in the old shirt and jumper combination. Always, always. I think jumper. I was at your. I think I was at your Smedley. last uh, your last Saint Mirren game when they were giving you dogs walking across. Of I think course. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, still still haunts me. That does. I uh, <laughs> was that Dumbarton. <laughs> yeah, there was about fifteen wee dudes at the front of the stadium. Why not seven bells with me? Was, uh, <laughs> and the thing is, because at Dumbarton the dugouts on the other side, you had to walk across. So you had to walk across the pitch. I was working. Friend of the show, Alex Ray, I felt for you. Oh, bro. No, listen, that goes with the territory, doesn't it? You know, you get the, the wee kind of mob for the far side, <laughs> oh. and uh, I was going to say something. Thank goodness. <laughs> but Thank no, goodness you, you it goes with the territory. It's what are half a duck's back. Uh, right, 20 minutes gone, or approaching 20 minutes in the two fixtures in the Premiership. Not a goal yet. It's actually been a good open game yes. at, at St Mirren. Motherwell, Motherwell look all right. Motherwell's problem, though, Mark, is they've actually have looked all right within games. Not so much at Hamilton. That was. A complete disaster But if you think of some of the ones we've watched um, You know the Kilmarnock game Is that the one that tipped Stephen Robinson over the edge? You know they were I think so yeah They, they, were, they were the team on top in the first half The Hibs game Numerous yep. chances and end up losing 3-0 the, the challenge for Motherwell is not looking good for periods of games It's getting a result It's them losing goals at, at bad times And I know people say well losing a goal anytime is bad But Motherwell in particular um, The Kilmarnock game yeah just before half time losing the goal um, and I think they should be behind here I think Marcus Fraser Probably the wrong guy uh, In the right position Had a volley 
about five minutes ago that if it was probably a more forward-thinking player might have hit the target and I think he probably should have hit the target. Um, so I, I think they're doing okay but I think St Mirren better chances so far. Although he, he is transforming himself into something of a goal. He's got a score yeah. from the back up yeah. at Dingwall against Ross County and I think it was his flick on last week from Kyle McAllister's cross that was sort of dropped under the bar and carried over the line by Danny Rogers. So he, he seems to be transforming himself as a, a galloping right back getting forward. I, I, I actually quite like some of uh, Motherwell's build-up play mm-hmm. up until a certain point. The only problem they're really struggling at the moment is is a cutting edge. And uh, unfortunately, as you see again, it's a ball over the top. Uh, Samirin holding a high line, which is very dangerous when you've got guys like Tony Watt just playing off the shoulder, Mark. Mm. You, know, I, you know what's interesting, like you say, about Motherwell's build-up play? How different will it be today from last week? How, uh, you know, a How manager different can it be? In, yeah, can it be? Because One I, training I, session? The point was with John Hughes, I thought... A couple of weeks ago When John Hughes came in And we all know How John Hughes likes to play And how he gets his team playing Very attractive And, and you know Quite successful with it. But I thought How can he imply that Or put that into Ross County So quickly But when you've seen Their first goal Against Hibs at Easter Road yeah. The goalkeeper but, yeah. Passes it through the midfield Three passes Up the other end And it's goal And it's You think Great put that together from a, a couple of weeks right, let's just sorry, of that though is a goal they conceded against St Johnson when they try and play it out their own penalty area and concede a penalty let's just clear a couple of things up on the teaser read the question again Roger 7 count them gents 7 Scotland internationals have scored for Celtic in the Champions League group stage since 2005 but do not still play for the club can you name them ok one to clear up and this isn't meant to cause an argument it's just wherever this was researched Kieran Tierney against Man City was an own goal that's where it went down as in certain quarters right so I don't really care whether you disagree we can have that debate another day all you need to know is that Kieran Tierney's not one because the game against the goal against Man City uh, I think went down in some places as an own goal um, off Raheem Sterling so we can leave it there Um, in terms of other wrong answers what we got Mark McCauley has gone for Stephen Presley no, oh, no chance. No, no, no. No chance. Okay, I'm seeing more coming in for. Oh, what a miss! <laughs> what a miss, Gordon. On, on the teaser or in real life? Oh, my God. I think it's Tony Watt. Uh, a lovely ball in from the left hand side with a right foot. In swinger from five or six yards, he managed to hit Jack Olnick in the Simmering goal. Best, best opportunity to get. Is that a good save or a good Mark, miss? He's got to score that. Yeah. He's got to score that. Come on, we were talking about earlier on about taking chances. You don't get a better chance than that. Mm, yeah, great opportunity for Motherwell and are on the attack again. Looking good going forward, but just need to watch what they're doing at the back. Uh, right, try and get some more wrong answers out of the way. Brady has gone Stuart Armstrong. I'm afraid not. Gary Mackay Stephen, he's pal. Yeah, back at Hearts, but not among the answers. Uh, I think Europa League, perhaps, did they score? Yeah, against like Inter Milan. Uh, Ronnie yeah. Dyla. Um, Aidan Beatty's gone Kieran Tierney. We've cleared that one up. He's not part of this list. Um, what else have we got coming in here Scully's gone Lee Griffiths But remember it's only players who are yeah. no longer yep. at the club So keep them coming in We're also on Twitter asking you uh, Just because we're slaughtering Gordon Diel We're delighted that he's freezing And we're roasting this afternoon So we're asking you the coldest game that you've ever been to Quite simple The, the weather's causing havoc today Brian Fitzpatrick Rapid Vienna Celtic December 09 Minus 12 Different type of cold. Oh. Celtic 3-0 down and came back to draw 3-all. So that heated us up a wee bit. 
Oh, that was the game I was on about. Was that the one you were talking I, about? I, I, I wasn't listening. You're paying attention. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul McGowan scored for that's, Celtic. That's right. Paul McGowan did score. I think the equaliser yeah, in the last minute. Jamie is a Rangers fan, but he says that Leipzig is only second to the Wednesday night game at Fraserburgh. Remember that in the cup? I remember that. Yes, a couple of seasons ago. Um, Magnificent is on. He's not even interested in professional. He's talking his own level. He says I played up in View Park on snow in a red ash park, and I was in goal because our keeper was a no show. The wind was howling. Lost five three. Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping ones that we could maybe uh, remember And I like this one because it's got an extra detail Vicky Stewart Rangers Hibs Ibrooks, December 95 The whole country was sub-zero And we went to the match What else was significant about that game? Gaza booked the ref, didn't he? Yes <laughs> How smart am I? <laughs> who, was, who was the ref? It was um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, that's what he's asking you I, no, it's not, not Stuart Dougal Go on, tell us It was Dougie Smith of Troon Dougie Smith, there we go There's something about that clip that I would go as far as to say it, it angers me The lack of sense of humour is painful to watch he, isn't did, it? he didn't pick the ref up, Gordon He didn't Have you seen that clip doing the rounds I showed <laughs> no. the lads this morning I mean, oh, listen football's where, football's where it's at for humour, right? But have you seen the clip from the rugby this morning? I don't even know the teams. I think it's a French game. I yeah, showed you. the busy air game in um, France. And the referee gives some sort of decision. The players are elated. So one of the big, the old big types in the rugby team goes behind the ref and picks him up like a wee trophy Yay. and starts waving him around. And then the ref turns around, and sends him off. He's furious, and the boys That's laughing. And then, um, so yeah, shades of Gaza <laughs> about that. But but yeah, see now with I, I don't know is, is it a different era or what? When when you watch that back and you see the lack of. Sense of humour from the referee that, that painful Painful to watch Yeah listen We need as much humour And enjoyment Football is after all An entertainment Gordon And when things like that happen Everyone else laughs and smiles And it, it was just unfortunate That the man in the middle Didn't quite have the same See it in the same humorous manner As the rest of us I think Peter Ramsey Might be on about the same game Is that He says We beat Hibs 7-1 at Ibrooks Around Boxing Day New Year time Yeah that would be the same Wasn't it That was the score Was that the score that day um, Yeah I think so uh, what else have we got? Thomas says Celtic Arsenal Christmas 2000. Oh no, he's at it, right? <laughs> so I was thinking, in my head I'm going, I don't think they played the Christmas 2000. He says it was a Subutio game. My ex-mother-in-law's house, Baltic, Ice Queen Baltic <laughs> game was rubbish. <laughs> uh, uh, there we go, I like that. But a good a good snap for your boys. 25 minutes gone in Paisley. Not interested. Nah, nil, not interested Roger, in performances, Roger, I'm afraid. Devante Cole just missed a golden uh, opportunity. Uh, listen, uh, didn't even hit the target. Both Tony Watt and Devante Cole. Would that worry hey, you? Hold on. Goal flashes with top scaffolding. Devante Cole makes amends. St Mirren nil. Motherwell one. He missed one oh. a moment or two. He doesn't miss that one. Right on the six yard box. Strikers finish. His old man would have been proud of Roger Hanna. And with 26 gone, it's St Mirren nil. Motherwell one. Graham Alexander's first goal in charge. And again, it just shows you the importance of set pieces in the modern day game. Whipped in by Liam Polworth. St Mirren can't deal with it. Back into the danger area by Tony Watt. And there was Devante Cole from six yards. Good finish Roger Very instinctive It was uh, I think this Tony Watt goes up for a header He's on the move And he managed to get across That's the a face decent finish It's that, a very it? good finish Gordon It's a striker's finish And it's what you're looking for To keep it alive And he managed to get there Because I was just saying A couple of minutes ago We're passing up a couple of opportunities They've now got taken the lead I, I've been encouraged What I've actually seen You know They, they look good On the front foot 
Yeah, deservedly so. You've got to say that apart from that one chance for Fraser for St Mirren, Motherwell had two guilt edge chances. And if you look at Cole there where he starts his run, it's the edge mm-hmm. of the box, and it just shows you how you know defenders sometimes switch off in second phases. The ball kind of gets half cleared. Devante Cole doesn't think it's ha- uh, it's cleared mm-hmm. at all. Wanders into the six yard box and just tucks it away. And Motherwell's problem, Roger, recently. Well, there are a few but, but losing the first goal Has been massive for them Because it's flipped so many games Where they've looked alright And Stephen Robinson Was the man that introduced This show to that stat 89% of the games In the Premiership If you lose the first goal You don't go on to win the yeah. game um, and, and that's been I mean listen the, the, You can play that back to me When Mother will lose this 5-1 And the, they're one of the 10% later on But it, at this level When there is very little Between the teams It really does it damages you massively to lose the first goal It does, but what I will say is I saw Motherwell and Stephen Robinson's penultimate game up at Tannadice They took the lead, they bossed the game and One of the 10% they didn't get, No, because they didn't get the second goal They dropped deeper and deeper and deeper And they lose an equaliser And at the time, fortnight ago, last Saturday The exact same, Kilmarnock Hamilton, Kilmarnock score mm-hmm. Can't get the second yep. goal Drop deeper, deeper, deeper In St Mirren equalising In terms time. of losing games though Yeah, there's, yeah there's, you know, listen, That backs up the stat But the point I'm making is Great start for Graham Alexander They now need to build on it Yeah uh, th- th- That goes to the point uh, Roger I think that because of the personnel That Mother will have you, We will look at the way they're playing You've seen them a couple of weeks ago Up at Tannadice Play a really good brand of football Get to a certain point Just can't kill teams off I think that's one of their Achilles heels And they've conceded more than they would like to Because when you look at the back line They've got two Scottish internationals You should be doing so much mm. better I conceding a few last week gone But this is a great platform to kick on Hundreds And I mean hundreds of replies To the tweet about What's the coldest game you've ever been to Just when you think it's a We throw away comment We'll have a bit of fun It's taken over the show Alawa are one up on Cove Alan Troughton On 28 minutes in that one That's one of the few Scottish Cup ties That does go ahead um, I like this one from Matt Honda right? Because there's a little bit of detail It's not just I went to this game and it was cold you know, There's a story here um, Matt says I attended a friendly match at Ibrox Many years ago in February Rangers AC Milan My wee boy was so cold I had to take his trainers and socks off And put his bare feet under my armpits To heat them up <laughs> to get him through the game <laughs> Do you know better keeping the socks on And then put them under your armpits He's watched too much Bear Grylls or something like that They survival programmes that, 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 that? that was only David Beckham was in town wasn't it I think David Beckham I played for so. AC Milan that night I've got images of Matt's poor son Doing some sort of headstand At Ibrox Well he's got his, his feet under his dad's armpits Right okay I've never had to resort to that I must admit mm. um, That's quite something That's a good effort Because back to the point You know some of the conditions That the kids are actually watching the football And it's brilliant to see it I love it yeah, I must admit, I was, you know, doing that bit of soul searching, sort of driving in earlier and thinking you want you just wonder about the pay per view era that we're in now. Will will it catch on? Will will people want to go back as much now that they can pick up their phone? I don't know and, and sit in the comfort of their own home and f- just purely personal. I, I minus twenty. I'd love to go to a game. I'd oh, absolutely I, love it. I, you just can't there. beat it. You cannot yeah. beat it. Being there, you know. Outstrips anything that Absolutely. you're watching on the TV and pay per view. Just the atmosphere, just seeing players at, you know, pitch level. I, I used to excite me going to games when I was younger, going to the Celtic games and going down trackside as far as I could go just to see the players warming up. And I, I think the kids of today, although it's great that we've got this tool, will, will still be the same. They want to see players in the flesh, they want to see things happening live, not, you know, what the camera or director 
decides to show you So I don't think it'll die out. I've not seen Roger Hanna as excited To Brilliant. be looking at his phone Since he stumbled across One of those dodgy websites What is it that you've got for What you're so know, excited about producer, over there? It's from producer Dan oh, right. Following up the fashion advice uh, The managers And fashion tips from managers We've found a nice oh, one from, from What is that? From oh, back in the day of Is that Airdrie? <laughs> <laughs> is that Airdrie? Where get that from? That looks like no, the Airdrie dugout what, what, what That you're perched against Is that a roll neck jersey? Polar neck, isn't it? It's polar an old-fashioned neck. polar neck. A, a polar neck is what you call yeah, it. Mark yeah. calls it polar, like polar bear. <laughs> I, I, I need to ask as well. Do you have some variety of watch sponsorship? Because that watch is quite quite prominent oh, in the picture. Well, it's a Rolex, that's, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah. 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 Hey, don't come cheap. <laughs> See, do you know the thing is? Because we, we have a laugh about the breaking tracks. So that, that's the watch that says. I played in the Champions League with Celtic. Oh, That's what that watch says. Hope, in fact, it's, it's getting scribed. I hope he didn't leave that in the breaking tracky pocket. <laughs> oh, well, we'll stick that. Pa- we'll need to stick that picture on Twitter and see what see what you think. You're going Did to I tell you the story about, about mother, mother watch? I, I've told you that story. Yeah, that that. Oh, you always, can, you always get more than one. No, no, no okay. I don't. I don't anymore. That's the story. Go for it. It was uh, well. I had a couple of nice watches, and one of them was a gift from Roy Keane's testimonial. All right, okay. he got everybody an Amiga watch. And that was great. It was a, not bad, that by the I way. It was, was a decent night's work, and uh, it was brilliant. I, I wore it all the time. Anyway, I wore it to Ibiza one time. Oh no! And <laughs> <laughs> and you know, as the night progressed, um, and you know, everyone was enjoying themselves. This guy comes up to me and says, <laughs> "I'm not joking. This is a true story. A magician, and he's going to show us a trick. <laughs> this, oh, no. this is a lie. So this is like that I show. Would I lie to you? Where in my kid's life, right? And anybody that knows me will know this is the truth. So he asked me to unclip it. <laughs> I so unclip it so it hangs down. Uh-huh. What to do? Of course, he's blagged it, swipes it, and legs it. Shut up, no way. I, have I not told you your story? <laughs> and you've, and you've n- never got it back? No, he ran. <laughs> That's it So some guy in Ibiza Has got my Roy Keane Amiga testimonial watch Right th- That might be The best story You've ever told I, On I this show I told you Seriously I, He told me he was a magician And <laughs> I believed him Because he unclipped The clip sort of hung in He swiped it and ran Roger Even, even the guy The magician out, Outruns <laughs> him, The professional football player I swear to God And that was it I didn't, I didn't file a police report Or anything great vision Of Paul Daniels Running along the prom Away from you up the strip, straight up the strip, my beefer. Did you chase him? No, I, 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 I gave chase, and I thought, oh, well, this is it's yeah, gone. Okay. Then your knee, your knee uh, gave way, and it's a wee Spanish guy. I'm never catching Spanish guy <laughs> too quick. He was away. How he's telling that story to this day? How gullible are you? Yeah, just if you just loosen that expensive ten grand watch, just to be, just loosen it a wee bit, just to show <laughs> it looked you. looked like a magician had the cape and everything. <laughs> I'm only joking He didn't have a cape But he was oh, quick Thanks for clearing that up <laughs> <laughs> Aye so oh. there you go So nah, That's just my story about watching I thought I told you that No, nah. A couple we, of years ago That was I think we should do A oh dear. A high uh, let, Let's do a, a feature on the show Of um, High end things That Mark Wilson's had stolen Because <laughs> it's not your only one Is it I got my car stolen One time as well Aye tell you. <laughs> Did the guy ask you for the keys Just to take your time I'm a magician <laughs> Put a big sheet over the motor watch, yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't really laugh, but since we're on the theme of expensive I, things getting stolen, we're just laughing at crime here. I don't, <laughs> don't do crime as a story, but I, I woke up one day and looked out my window and uh, the car's away. Yeah, I said to my, my wife, Where's the car? And uh, where's, where's the car? Where's the park it? And the driveway, as usual, it's gone. Went down and <laughs> keys, you know, you're that confused. 
Did you sure leave enough. the keys in the, in the car? I left, uh, left the keys at the time in a, a little table by, by, by the, the front door and they went in with a fishing rod and got my keys and, <laughs> and drove it away. Are you for East End of Glasgow? Surely you know these are tricks. You, are you sure it was a fishing rod? Did he just wave his wand in your letterbox? <laughs> <laughs> they levitated over him. Oh, uh, no. And by the way, see how we spoke about the watch. There's no, I'm not, I won't make him brag, but let's just say it was, it was a. I played in the Champions League with Celtic Car as well, so oh it wasn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, not that that makes it any worse, but uh, yeah, crafty villains. <laughs> you need <laughs> yeah. to keep your eye open for them. I'm pleased you said that, crafty something. Ah, well, Honestly. there you go. Aye, don't fall for that. Track, funny, right? I, I've just had a message from a uh, an old pal of mine, right, who's tweeted in Colin, and he said, "Absolutely quality this show." I'm, I'm driving to work <laughs> laughing out loud, but do you know what's extra funny about that? He's a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eye out for his car. Uh, if you see, it. listen, if you're going to start your shift, Colin, if you see a Range Rover or an Amiga watch anywhere, <laughs> it's Mark Wilson's. You're not seeing Amiga. That guy can. That guy can vanish. I'd love to get back. To this, but you know, football show and all that. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Kilmarnock won Hamilton Aki's nil, and it's Greg Kilty. It was Malumbu with the initial shot. Kilty turns it in, and the home side take the lead. Kilmarnock won Hamilton Aki's nil. Yeah, I said, Kilmarnock, I fancy them strong today. You know, I just feel as if they're going the right direction after a couple of decent results. Played well last week as well, so good start for Alex Dyer. Yep. Life after Eamon Brophy uh, Roger I mean It's an interesting one that Because he he's a high profile player He's been a good player But it's not like he's been scoring Prolific amounts of goals For Kelly this season And they were therefore Going to miss him dreadfully No um, It hasn't been in the team of late Under Alec Dyer um, th- This is going to be a big Afternoon for Kilmarnock You know They won at Motherwell And Stephen Robinson's last game They should have won But yeah. for Danny Rogers' mistake last week Alec Dyer is hoping That they've turned a real corner And I think if they could get the three points from Aki's this afternoon It would probably confirm that they maybe have turned the corner And are just maybe a little stretch ahead of the teams Who will fight it out to avoid relegation I honestly can't believe that watch story I'm not going to get over that I swear, honestly it's true and It just shows you when you go to Ibiza Don't overdo it in day one And believe that magicians or, or normal guys are what, magicians Because <laughs> they're clearly day, not What day was the, the watch went missing? Day four? No, that was day, day one. And was there, I mean, had he, was there a crowd formed round? Because there was a few, I just remember there was a few guys that I, I didn't really know, but anyway, I was did chatting you know to them. <laughs> did you did, did you think about phoning Roy Keane back and just seeing if he had any spares? Because I'm sure Roy would have laughed at that kind of story. I, I know he would have been well chuffed, but I, I, you know what? If it was a poor watch or something, I, I wouldn't have minded. But it was a really nice gift and. And for a really nice occasion You know one to remember Playing it It was a great occasion Playing at Old Trafford In front of I think it was 70,000 In that game wow. And it was just brilliant But all white from my memory From this thief And I beat them <laughs> Roger honestly This show just never You never know Where it's going to go I, thought, I had visions of us Being really 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 great We're going to have a lot of Good discussion about St Mirren and Motherwell And, and Kilmarnock And really it's about Mark Wilson's um, misfortunes. Misfortunes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's um, it's it's a good story to tell the youth of today. Be careful when you're out there with your valuables. You're doing a public service telling that story in this show this afternoon, Mark. Exactly. Or when you're going to these islands, buy one of those watches that are like you know a calculator on it or something like that. One of those cheap Aye. numbers. I don't take anything of value out there. Honestly, what a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm amazed we've never got that story out of you before. That's the thing you. that surprises me. I can, I can only imagine how much Gordon Dale is oh, laughing. He's loving it. 
and Paisley as he's listening to this, Mark. <laughs> I feel he warmed him up in a chilly afternoon. He's actually, I, th- I think he's got a good theft story. I'm not sure why we should um, give so much, <laughs> so much encouragement to crime on the show, but I think he's got a good one. are out there going, yes, we're finally getting our time on air. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, he's got a good one actually. We need to get out of him at, at half time. I'm sure I remember one because it's, it's football related. Yours isn't really. Well, it is because you've got the Roy Keane link. Sorry, I take that back. Um, but his, his is, is football related. Yeah, yeah, specifically football related. Yeah, it's not somebody so. stole that one medal he won in no. his career, was it? He won't even know where that is. It'll be in the Race Guaranteed. Hall of Fame, surely. Um, Good defending there by Stephen O'Donnell to stop yeah. St Mirren getting back into the game. Dylan Connolly coming off the left, got a shot in, but Stephen O'Donnell tracked them over well. Diverted wide for a corner. St Mirren looking to get back into this, Gordon. Marty Lee says, Did, <laughs> did the magician say, Here, watch this? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, maybe I shouldn't have told that in here. Oh, uh, no, he's kept us going. Uh, Better. See in terms of back to football Actually just to get it back to football Stephen O'Donnell's contract What is the situation? Mm. I think it's well, all it's up. up It was a short term deal Till the end of January I think At the end, Would that's it be the end? Strange. Gordon would it be the end of the month? Well Could, I mean it's, it after, like... it's after now Because he's playing That's all I mean I, I, yeah, I don't no, know the specific date I was just date, interesting but... Because it's, it's, a, it's an interesting situation Because what you have now Is a, a, an international Going into the last week or two Of whatever the, the terms are uh, you're just wondering if he, is he already signed for someone else, Roger? You know, or is this is his lot? No, as far as I know, I, th- I think this is becoming increasingly common, particularly in COVID nineteen times for teams. You see a lot of the teams at the start of the season just giving out deals to January. There was a lad, Danny Whitehall at Kilmarnock yep. when he came up, he only got a deal to January. He's now got one to the end of the season. I think a few of the boys have done. There's a couple of boys that did D through the week. I think Christy Elliott was yep. one, and it kicks on to the end of the season now. So it is becoming. Um, it is becoming the norm. increasingly the norm in Scottish yeah. football. I think where this is different is more of a high profile player, Stephen O'Donnell, yeah. a Scotland international. I think when he signed it, and Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong, it was seen to be beneficial for both because Stephen O'Donnell wanted to play football to keep him in the in the Scotland frame, if you like. Motherwell, having lost you know a player of the quality of Richard Tate, needed Stephen mm. O'Donnell, so it, it worked out for both parties in the summer. It's just now that it's be, you begin to wonder about the wisdom of it. Difficult though Because You wonder how much He cares about the Euros And that, I've worded that strangely I'm not I'm not trying to suggest That he doesn't But it, It's right around the corner It's in June If this was any other year A player would probably Be able to take a f- Other things into account And say Well Money Let's be honest Players, are trying, players are trying to, to build a future For themselves and their family yeah. and, and do you go down south And all the rest of it But you just wonder How much Euros is on your mind If you're Stephen O'Donnell It's the 9th of January Surely You need to go somewhere That you know you're going to play Yeah 100% That's a great point Gordon Thank you Stephen O'Donnell's Yeah (laughs) Playing every single week If he risks Going down south And Risks a a Settling in period Where he goes And he has to battle out With a right back Who's in there At the minute He might find himself you know, out the Euro, maybe yeah. not out the Euro squad, but not the starting right back. Because that'll, that'll be here before we, that'll be here before we know it. And you could have a situation where Stephen O'Donnell yeah. plays five games between now and then. Yeah. I'm going to give you a scenario then. So you got offered by a Championship club twelve to fifteen grand a week, three year deal. Uh, are you going to balk at that? Are you? Are you? I tell you, what, driving you, uh, doing the motorways quick as you can. Uh, listen, that's it. It is a big ask for him. What would you do? With the Euros coming up Oh he's got a new watch He needs to buy so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, uh, Is Stephen O'Donnell Going to get 12 to 15 I was grand say that, that, that seems uh, hefty uh, no? in, in the English Championship I think it would be Probably Round about half Of that and If he's going uh, to get A Championship club uh, Well I'm not too sure I don't well, think the Championship uh, listen, I'm not sure whether he can Because in the Last summer 
Roger's saying that it's, it's beneficial for both parties. Mm. That would suggest to me that the actual move was never on the cards. Exactly. But the the thing is now, what you have now is you have an international who's actually playing, uh, getting to the Euros. So yeah. the, the, the dynamics have changed in the last four months. So potentially he may well get a championship club. You know what the money's down there. So and it is life changing for guys. At the top respect. end, the top end championship, but, but, the money's up. But the bottom end, but, but where he might go, but see, I don't see, think so. See with the money that, with the greatest respect to what Motherwell's paying. See when you're going down to even I'll, even if we go back to when I was at Blackpool, was six years ago, and they were the bottom end. They were getting four grand, and that was the very, very mm. bottom. But there was players getting kind of ridiculous money, even at average clubs. Right, we're approaching the end of the first half. So I'm enjoying the discussion about the coldest football match you've been to. We can carry that on in the second hour. Uh, G- CG says to Pleche versus Celtic. My balls were hibernating in my stomach that night. That'll be footballs because I've already said that word once this week, um, and was told it hadn't to be used again. So it's <laughs> footballs up his jersey to keep him warm. That's what CG means. Um, uh, Joyful is in. <laughs> Tweeted and says, "Have you seen this man and a picture of Sooty with his wand, <laughs> presumably <laughs> having stolen Mark Wilson's watch?" And the, the guy who never misses a beat must listen to every minute of this show. Me love it, curious creature. Oh, he's not an poet. He says he, he's got a confession. He says it's time to tell the truth because many years ago I told this Celtic fullback that he's in a magic show. I told him to unclip it. I said my name was Juan and the daft he went and bought it. Abracadabra and off I ran. He He was very good. I'm very quick. Right, Roger, time to round this off. The first half teaser. With Sunday's Scottish Sun. Free goals, pull out, plus Davy Province, Frank and Fearless Column. Seven Scotland internationals have scored for Celtic in the Champions League group stage since 2005, but do not still play for the club. Could you name them? Go. They are. I'm looking at this pair already. Oh, They've got a pen's oh, poised, ready to tick them off. Barry Robson. Yes. Stephen McManus. Yes. Stephen Pearson. Yes. Sean Maloney. Yes. Kenny Miller. Yes Chris Commons Yes And you're watching him On the big screen This afternoon Tony Watt Oh my god <laughs> You're joking no. It's not like it was A forgettable goal <laughs> You two are hopeless oh, Seriously No I would have gone though So you remembered Stephen Pearson scoring In the Champions yeah, League For Celtic against, And you forgot uh, Tony Watt Yes <laughs> You two are And that's it. really unfortunate Because there's a line At the bottom If the boys get all seven correct They get a new Omega watch <laughs> Uh, thank you for taking part Well done to all of you Who got it right Ewan Weir was Third fastest Well done Ewan Lewis Farmer In second place But the winner Of the first half teaser And the winner Of an Omega watch Not to Scott Connie Well done to you Scott You are the winner Of the first half teaser It's half time In Kilmarnock Andrew McLean Kilmarnock 1 Hamilton 0 The half time score And it's Greg Kilty Who has the home side ahead It was a pretty slow Start to this game Eventually the first chance came It was Greg Kilty He danced past a few Hamilton bodies At the edge of the box Made space well for himself On his right foot But that shot was dragged Just wide of the post Another shot of his A few moments later Was blocked by Hakim Adolf When the Kilmarnock players Claimed for a handball But nothing was given By referee Grant Irvin Then came Hamilton's First opportunity Ross Callahan, A good through ball Into the path of Andy Winter He was on goal But a good recovery Block from Stuart Finlay uh, denied him and after that Hamilton were so close to taking the lead Hakim Adolphin's header from Scott McMahon's corner crashed off the bar a great chance at that end was followed by a great chance at the other and a different result Yusuf Malumbu 
he hit a shot from the edge of the box it was sclaffed really and as it got to the edge of the six yard box there was Greg Kilty to turn it into the net for 1-0 and just a final chance before half time Brandon Hornstrup's cross from the left hand side to the back post it was turned on target by Chris Burke but it was held well by Kyle Gurley so so far it's Kilty the main man for Kelly the half time score at the BPSP Stadium is Kilmarnock 1 Hamilton 0 and it's half time in Paisley at the Smyza Stadium St Mirren Motherwell here's Gordon DL and Alison Conroy Halftime in Paisley it is St Mirren nil, Motherwell 1. Motherwell with the best of the game so far. They started brightly and the ball was into the box in the 22nd minute. Tony Watt should have scored but he couldn't get it into the net. Devante Cole then put a shot past the far post before he made amends two minutes afterwards. A lovely finish from six yards and a move that all started from Liam Polworth's corner. That's been the best of the chances. Halftime St Mirren nil, Motherwell 1. Gordon Diel, it's fair to say Motherwell have been the brighter team. Yeah, the new manager bounce has certainly worked for the first yep. 45 minutes. I thought Motherwell's been excellent. Alison, they've been really sharp. They've been at it since the word go. Uh, I think Alexander will be delighted with that. I think he'll be a bit disappointed that he's not further ahead because you're talking a couple of chances there. Devante Cole had another one and Tony Watt. And you've got to say they're not half chances. Mm-hmm. They're chances that two strikers of that quality should be putting in the back of the net. As far as the home team's uh, concerned, I think Jim Goodwin will be having a few strong words because they have just not turned up. You know, they have not been they've not been at it for me. Their 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 final ball in the final third has been poor. Uh, their link up play has been poor. I just think that um, you know they've they brought in Brophy here to give them a punch up front. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe even half time, 15 minutes into the second half. Because they need a spark, they've got nothing. But as far as Graham Alexander's first half time team talk goes, I'll be a very positive one. The Graham Alexander reign at. Sorry, Gordon. Carry on. I was just about to wrap up, say the Graham Alexander reign at Motherwell has started so far brightly half time St Mirren nil Motherwell won. Yeah, Gordon, I was just wondering, we've had a couple of messages in. Is it? Did you ever do a season as a magician in Ibiza around 2008? Yeah, I wish I'd would, honestly. I would, I would actually walk about where not watch in front of him. Seriously. I can't believe he's not got it insured. Is I? But listen, I've been out with Wilson. You can take in and off of him. He's just, he's not at it when he's uh, having a couple of beers, let me say. <laughs> Thanks very much. But Back to the football, you hope you're freezing. <laughs> Oh, I'm certainly freezing, don't worry, but I've got a nice watch at home to go home and tell me the time tonight. Um, go on, right, I, I gave you the big build-up. What's your football-related theft story? Oh, well, it was unfortunate, Gordon. Oh, for they me, always but, are. Uh, yeah, I, I was coming back for injury with the Rovers and we played Rangers at Starts Park and I think one of the big names of Rangers were coming back as well and obviously the Rangers fans, you know the way they flock to games now, I'm not blaming the Rangers supporters for this. But when I come in at full time, uh, myself and Peter Hairston are uh, our, our suits, shirts, ties, underwear and trousers had all been removed <laughs> from the peg. The the silly the silly person that locked the dressing room left the door open, uh, sorry, the window open, and somebody came by, jumped in, leaned over, pulled everything, and Peter and I had to <laughs> then stay in a hotel. That's a true story. They stay in a hotel with tracksuits on. We come round the corner the next day because obviously the car keys and everything were away. And my words to Peter that day was, I would really love it if somebody taking your car as well and as we went around the corner you know what happened the car had been missing so they so they stole their gear 
come back and then stolen the car. Now, the biggest thing about that, you know what, like, as boys, you do exaggerate. I was telling everybody I had 200 quid in my wallet and that for insurance, but nobody, nobody believed that one, let me say. And they've still got my boxer, so I don't bother about the Hugo Boss suit, but if you've got the boxer, please return them, please. Honestly, it's like, a, it's like an episode of Loose Women, this show, rather yeah. than a Saturday afternoon keep you up to date with the football. Because they were well known in the 90s, the Raith Rover squad for cutting about in Hugo Boss. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got them off, Peter Henderson, did they know? <laughs> All right, let's leave that there. We'll take a breather. I'll give you a full roundup of the halftime scores next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Usually at this point in the afternoon I say Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, Roger Hanna join me in the studio but the studio is empty and I'm kind of here alone uh, and Gordon DL the reason for that is I just saw them en masse every single one of them is getting tanked into your coffee that you leave in the office <laughs> By the way it's ridiculous Gordon I was a schoolboy era you should always move into Thursday you never but know Honestly they were like schoolboys they were, they were sniggering oh let's, let's, let's use Dazzy's coffee let's drink Dazzy's coffee <laughs> they're, 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 they're back now they've come back they're delighted I mean, they don't know what themselves. to put in the coffee oh, oh, Thanks for oh, this Daz it's lovely nice Aye, and warm. Right. almost too warm <laughs> I, love, I, 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 love, I love Mark he says it's Dazzy just take a second spoon it'll be lovely <laughs> Enjoy boys You don't know what I put in there But You'll have a busy night tonight I know what I'm putting in I'm putting in one of these cookies In a minute (laughs) Thanks to McGee's for the pies As always Keeping the guys going It doesn't take much To do the half time scores today Because there are only two games In the Premiership St Mirren nil, Motherwell 1 And Kilmarnock 1 Hamilton Ackies nil. Roger Hanna Yep, yeah, uh, Motherwell have started brightly Graham Alexander, as Dan's and Alison were saying Will be happy at half-time Couple of decent chances Devante Cole and Tony Watt Probably should have scored Before Devante Cole actually did score The thing now for them though Is to build on it Because we say I saw them up at Tannadice Boxing Day The first half was just like today's first half Totally dominant Scored the goal Looked as if they were going to kick on and win the game But as teams in the bottom half, you know, teams who are not on a good run like Motherwell, as they tend to do, Gordon, just get deeper and deeper and deeper in the second half. Tried to mm. hold what they had and lost a goal to Nicky Clark and added time. Okay, second half's coming up next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.